0: Oh my gosh, I love Fridays because we get to have so much fun, and uh, today is no exception. We are going to kick it hard today. We're going to get excited, and you will enjoy this episode, because resistance is futile. You too will be assimilated. Let's rock it! Wait, did I just offend some people by saying you're going to be assimilated? Oh my gosh, what? Oh, and and no less we we're, we're here with a friend of mine from the country of offense. Uh is this is this PC Mark DeCote from Canada, aka The Wraith. Welcome gosh. to the Real Brian Show. Hey, well thanks for having me, Brian. Glad to be here. Oh man, I'm so excited you're here. Me too. You know it's so funny because I had this uh, this list. I, I always have to write this stuff down because I get really ahead of myself. I get super excited and I'm like, okay, I've got this list of people that I want to have co-host the Real Brian Show with me on a Friday, and you were on that list. And I'm like, oh, we're going to do it. And then all of a sudden, like things happen. I got busy, and then you and I were just chatting and like, dude, I want to be on your show. And I'm like, oh crap, I forgot you. And I didn't forget you. I just we never did it, and so here we are. And I'm so excited, oh, so excited to have you i know i was so
1: disappointed when you weren't hadn't reached out to me brian it brought tears to my eyes i, I have know. to tell you that you know. well
0: it's um i was a jerk yeah you were oh, i know i know but but it's friday <laughs> it I is it. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh can you get this low right here oh, I, I, no, I don't think so <laughs> oh, sorry, i got it i i don't have that it's it's terrible <laughs> Oh, well, so let me ask you this. Where did the Wraith come from? I don't know if I know the story. Uh, To be honest, I've had that name for so long that I don't even
1: think I remember the story. That name goes back to the old bulletin boards and games I used to play on Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. So, and then when we signed up for CompuServe and AOL, I always had the Wraith. And uh, to be honest, I don't know where I got it. It's just, that's what I've always used as my,
0: my name online in gaming and everything. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I've, uh, I've gone by the shadow and shadow flight for my gaming things. And that's usually kind of where that all started. But um, I went by the shadow, of course, because, you know, that was, that's always been my favorite superhero. Mm -hmm. And of course, nowadays people are like, who's the shadow? the shadow my friends ha, he inspired Batman without the shadow there would be no Batman this is true and he was uh, one of the first superheroes to exist back in the, the 30s most mm-hmm. superheroes didn't come on scene until the 40s so it's pretty sweet stuff but I love oh my gosh and then I went wanted the shadow flight which is actually an inspiration from a friend of mine from way back in the day but um, yeah man I don't, I, you know I went by the shadow on arrow squad which was a lot of fun but I thought you know what the real Brian does make a lot more sense considering it's called the real Brian show You would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've been the Wraith
1: and then some places I'm the Wraith Lord. Not that I want to be pretentious or anything, but sometimes I'll go on somewhere and the nerve! somebody's already claimed the name, the Wraith. So in that case, I say, well, fine, you will be the Wraith. I'll be the Wraith Lord. Heck yes.
0: Yeah. That's kind of why Shadowflight, I think, started existing too, is because everybody had the shadow, ironically, even though nobody knows who he is anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah, speaking of uh some some fun gaming, I had to bring the well, you are gonna bring this up, but I thought this was you wrote this down in the notes, and I'm blown away by this, but you did something pretty exceptional with Diablo 2. This is true. I have to hear the story.
1: Back when Diablo 2 first came up, first of all, I used to, and I say used to, Brian, be a huge gamer. Until uh, honestly, World of Warcraft ruined it for me. I got so addicted to World of Warcraft that I kind of stopped gaming altogether, yeah, uh, except for time to time. It, I World of Warcraft was you know it, it was my vice. I uh, I would wait, I'd lie in bed and wait till my wife fell asleep and then I would get up in the middle of the night to go put, play a few hours and then quickly get to bed before she woke up in the morning and it was crazy. I was playing all hours, but anyways, uh, I digress there.' Mm. You're, you're asking about Diablo 2. When yeah. Diablo 2 first came out, First of all, I started playing real big time, really heavy into it. My friend told me about his brother who was making money on Diablo. And I says, Really? What's he doing? So he put me in contact with his brother. And what we were doing, and his brother hooked me all up. We would go on on what was called runs, which was basically we would do the same scenario over and over and over and over and over again for hours. (laughs) But every time, like killing the same boss, you'd you'd basically go in, kill the boss. As soon as the boss was dead, you'd leave the game, create a new game, go kill the boss. And we collect all the magical items that would drop. Yeah. Well, some of those magical items were coveted enough that you can actually sell them on eBay. Oh, wow. And you would go on eBay and say, I found such and such an item. And there's different servers around the world. So you would say I was on the Eastern or the North American server. I found such and such an item. And you would put a price. And we had all documented like what stuff was going for. And then somebody on eBay would buy it for cash. And then I would meet him in a game and hand him the device or, or whatever magical item I had found in the game. And that was it. And I would make wow. money. But there were some items. I remember one. It was called the, the Windforce Bow, was, which was the most coveted item in Diablo 2. It was the most powerful weapon. And I must have found probably four or five of those. And I sold one for $350 wow. on eBay. Oh, my gosh. So I sold like hundreds of items and it it got to a point after a while it started stagnating and then people weren't you know they would buy stuff for a buck or two and the the whole process was they would buy it then we'd have to set up a time where we can both go in the game create a world where we would both join and then uh, we would meet in the game and we'd exchange the item or I would give them the item. And for that was fine when somebody was paying me 300 bucks, I'd gladly go in the game and do that. But if somebody was paying me two bucks for an item and I show up and I'm sitting around waiting, 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 waiting for them to show up, it it got. So after a while, when uh, it started to stagnate and people weren't into the game as much, I got out of it. But overall, I made easily over $2,000 doing that playing Diablo 2 amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then when Diablo three came out, they created the auction house because uh-huh. of that. Yeah. The reason they put the auction house in the game was because they saw what was happening on eBay. So they thought, well, let's keep it internal. We'll create this system where people can make money in the game. But it, it never really took off the way they intended. it.
0: Well, and what's really weird because they would take a cut, too. And, and what was interesting is it actually did take off. Then something happened. They got like, ah, whatever. We don't want this to be about that. We want Diablo to be about going and getting loot and just playing the game and not about, you know, farming to sell things, mm-hmm. which I was really disappointed about because to be honest, I didn't really make any. I made a couple bucks, you know, kind of thing, but I, I really didn't make much actual real money on that because by the time I figured out the auction house, like you said, it had stagnated, but the yeah. in gold, the in-game gold auction house was thriving. I was making tons of gold. It was allowing me to finally get gear that I couldn't find because when I was playing Diablo three, the drops were not good. It was a really low percentage. And so, I mean, you would sit there and play the game over and over to try to get one drop and it would just be like, okay, three Mm -hmm. hours. And I didn't even get a drop. This is ridiculous. So that's why I would go and make money. And then I would buy whatever I needed. And they didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, Most people did that. Yeah. So they shut it all down. It actually, in my opinion, took a lot of the fun down uh, away from it too, because I, I enjoyed that. Like that's one of the things being an entrepreneur, I guess, maybe, maybe, I enjoyed that process and they took it away and I didn't like it. And then the drops were bad. And so I stopped playing and then Mm. they came back and they said, okay, we've, we've upped the drop rate. Well, ironically at the time they'd upped it to like (laughs) it was stupid. I mean like every boss you killed, you'd get like three great drops and you'd be like, okay, well, wow, this is crazy now. And then they, then they nerfed it and it was just like, stop playing with us and just fix it. And I haven't played for a while. I know they've done a lot of new things, but I mean, shoot that game's what, what five six Uh, years old now something like that it's actually the only game diablo 3 is the only game i have on my
1: computer and i say i don't game anymore but every once in a while i'll still fire that one up yeah and just to make it challenging i only play in hardcore mode which uh if for those of you don't know hardcore mode means that if your character dies that's it you're done you can't regenerate you don't uh, get another chance if your character dies you have to start the game over with a brand new character So uh, at least that creates a little bit more of a challenge. So every once in a while, I'll go in and I'll play that for a while.
0: I love that. You know, that's something I was having a conversation with, with someone else is that, you know, they've made games way too easy and they've, they've taken away the thrill of gaming because, you know, when you go to game and, oh my gosh, what if I die Then my character's done and I have to start all over and I don't want to do that. So mm -hmm. you played safe, you know, you're not even safe. You played smart. You know, yeah, you had to take risks, but you played smart, you know, you took things you knew you could do, or you backed off, you know, you did your thing. But nowadays it's like, you know, your characters are so invincible, or, you know, oh, we're just re res and no big deal. And so you just go in and it becomes almost emotionless. Huh? It does. Yeah. I appreciate you playing hardcore. (laughs) It's a good thing, man. Dude, so Zelda, speaking of that, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I initial reactions on that. I've only played a little bit of it now, but that's an interesting game to me because it sort of addresses what we were just talking about in that you are not invincible. You can't just run into a fight and expect to win. You know, you have to get better gear. You have to practice your actual like strategy of fighting or gameplay. You have to, you know, craft potions or food which means you have to find things and then you have to cook things and you have to figure out the recipe because you don't know the recipe and so there's a lot of little things in there that you can't just go and and win a fight brute force you actually have to get creative and you have to think and you have to solve puzzles And, and I love that that's not something you see in games very often anymore
1: no no sounds interesting I haven't checked it out I haven't seen the the new Nintendo unit at all or the game so
0: yeah I have a Wii and I held off as long as i could and finally i'm like okay it's it's birthday month i've been saving some cash and so early birthday present got the switch and i have zelda nice nice (laughs) it's a good game though i'm I'm very impressed with it it's it's kind of like the old style games that i used to play just far better you know but i love it man i love it so the gaming's great okay let's talk guardians of the galaxy too because we both just saw it this week so yeah oh that was awesome did you like it I loved it. I loved it. Good. And my daughter saw it before me.
1: I couldn't believe this. My daughter, my my son, I would understand. My son is a geek just like I am. But my daughter is the farthest thing from a geek. And yet, but she has her boyfriend who wanted to go see it. So she came home and I just says, "Nope, don't say a word. I don't want to hear anything. (laughs) And uh, all she told me is, oh, baby Groot is so cute. Yes. Um, Oh my gosh. I like that so much. So, so anyway, so uh, earlier this week on uh, Tuesday, cheap night, my son who lives in Ottawa, we decided to go up and see it in IMAX. And it was funny because my son and I always go out to see these Marvel stuff. But last weekend when he was down for the the weekend, we watched the first movie anticipating the second one. And my wife came down and watched it with us. So whenever my son and I were making plans, let's go to the movies. Let's go to IMAX and see this. My wife pipes up, says, you know. I think I'd like to see that too. And it's like, what? You don't like these kind of movies. So anyways, she came. And then of course my daughter, when I said we were going to see it in IMAX, she says, oh, can I come? But I said, you already saw it. I don't care. I want to see it. So anyways, we made a family affair. I don't remember the last time the four of us went out to see a movie together, but yeah, we went to see it and wow, it did not disappoint. That's great, man.
0: Yeah. I loved it too. It was fantastic. The one thing I love about Marvel that I'm really concerned about. I know we sort of talked about this, but I'm concerned about this with Justice League, but Marvel doesn't take themselves too seriously. You know, it's a comic book thing, right? You, exactly. You, you ju- they have fun. There's action. There's, there's story, you know. There's insanity. There's humor. There's music. They just have fun with themselves, and I love that, and the one thing about Batman v Superman that I am concerned about with Justice League is that it's too serious. It's too intense. It's too yeah. thoughtful. It's a comic book. So exactly. I don't know, man. But I, I loved that. I will say this though. I know every, like you said, the baby Groot is cute. I've heard that from so many different people today alone. I think, and yeah, you know, the baby Groot thing was actually pretty funny. But I don't know. Maybe it's me being a guy and stuff, and 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 whatever. But I have to say, I really wished he would have grown up halfway through the movie and come yeah. back with his main, you know, like full. Because I was kind of like, all right. We need to see like Groot beat the crap out, although he, you know, anyway, I won't say him anymore, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like I I, I wanted yeah, to see exactly. that, um, but then that's just a little nitpick. But then something that was very interesting to me is that there were parts of the movie that were spectacular and then there were parts of the movie that I felt were what would be the word like, like uh, chaotic and overwhelming.
1: Yes. Kind of like agree. they
0: were trying to fit way too much into something and it was. Yeah, does I mean, is that making sense? Yeah. It's almost like they
1: they knew that they had such a big success with the first one that they had to go a little bit overboard to make sure this one lived up to the hype of the first one. Yeah. And at some points, as you said, they just got a little like too much. Yeah. Uh, I I agree with that there. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, though no no not in a bad way there was just certain scenes that you know that you kind of look at it and you go okay i understand this is a comic book but i I mean they're going a little bit overboard but i have to say with this movie here i mean i had the whole gamut there was parts in the movie where i was laughing so hard i couldn't see or i couldn't breathe and then there's other parts that i'll admit i had tears in my eyes because you know there were some touching moments in this movie and uh, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And it was good. And then some of the stuff, the cameos that showed up that were just like hilarious. Yeah. And Brent, did you stick around for like right to the end of the credits? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because all the way. Th- there's not
0: one. There's not two. There's actually five after credit scenes. Yes. In
1: Galaxy 2.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, during the credits, there's four and then there's one at the end. And I'm so funny. A third of the theater left. I'm like, guys, you're going to miss all the stuff. Yeah, I know. And it was really good, too. They not to mention just purpose. the credits as we're waiting for these after scenes, the credits
1: themselves were were funny just going through them and, and stuff that was happening while the credits were rolling. That's not counting the the after credits or the during credit scenes that they put in.
0: Yes, like they actually put stuff in the actual credits that were funny that you had to kind of watch for. And Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, there was some stuff even at the very end. I was laughing. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. So you need to pay attention during the credits. It's fantastic. Some of the reading the credits. Yeah. Like, Okay. I'm going to say
1: something. Sorry. This is credits. I don't care if I spoil credits, (laughs) but there is a line that says no raccoons or tree monsters were harmed in the making of this movie. Yes. However, same cannot be said for handlers of said raccoons and tree creatures. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was awesome. And that's what I was thinking of too. And I was like, that was one of the greatest ones. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pay attention. Uh It's worth it. It's, it's a great movie to go see. I mean, it is, it's crazy. It's Marvel. It's awesome. But yeah, yeah, I I will say of all the Marvel movies lately, this is definitely up there for me.
1: Yeah. Now the one thing I did say, the one gripe I have about the movie, not about the movie itself, but when you look at the whole MCU, this movie I found did not move the mcu story ahead the first movie did but this movie it's like it's almost like it's a standalone unless i'm missing something there's nothing that progresses the entire mcu the the marvel cinematic universe ahead as far as i can tell like whatever the next movies that are coming up i didn't see this as a leaping or, or a stepping stone where the first guardians of the galaxy i did something happened I mean, if you saw that movie, you know what they acquired and you know that's going to play into some upcoming movies. Well, this one here, I didn't see any of that. Well, now, I, I might be wrong, but...
0: Yeah, and I had my... We were actually talking about that and I was i was wondering too because I, I saw some stuff and I said, okay, something happened there that seems like a big reveal and I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to spoil it, but it was obvious like, oh, that's something we're going to have to deal with. Something over here, well, there's some reveal and I don't know what it means, but okay but they did introduce a lot of different people and races. Yes. And um, they talked about the Kree a lot, which of course that's, that's no spoiler, which of Mm -hmm. course the Kree is going to be an issue, but we do know that the next time that we will see the guardians is in Avengers infinity war, which comes out next year. And then I think they're supposed to do a guardians three in 2019 maybe, but I'm not sure yet, but we do know that they are teaming up with Avengers for Mm -hmm. the Avengers movie. And so they're, I think we're going to see a lot of the people that we saw in guardians of the galaxy, you know, like appear in Avengers. A lot of the races so. too. I hope so. Th- but that's all I know. I mean, I, and, and honestly, there was a uh, one thing and I, I just can't give it away, but the, the one reveal of the person, if you know what I'm talking about at the end, there was a name mentioned. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that could be our, our next big bad for Avengers. Yes. So that's my theory. But then I don't know because you know, they were definitely pretty secretive on this one. Mm-hmm. So they might have moved the needle, they might have not, I don't know. Yeah, but it's still it. definitely
1: worth seeing. Totally. Oh yeah. Don't don't wait for the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatever you get. Go see it at the cinema.
0: And and yeah, and and go see it soon because I think like I was talking with somebody about split actually at the theater and I said something one of us had seen it and we were like, Oh yeah, that was really cool. You know about split. And then the other person said, well, I heard that they did this and I'm like, have you seen the movie? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, you just totally, they just ruined the movie for you. Like not ruined it really, but it's like, you just heard like the big twist and you haven't even seen the movie yet. So be, And so if you wait, of course it's going to get around and it's going to spoil the fun. Yeah. It's kind of like saying, Hey, the six cents he's dead at the end. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Oh, geez. Sorry. That's old enough. I don't care about if I spoil it. So. I know. I know. I ruined the Titanic for so many people. Oh, really? I know. How I was like, you, oh, I can't believe the ship sank. What? I'm like you seriously <sighs> didn't know that. And they're like, no. And I'm like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. Um, Guys, you do know that it happened in 1914, 12, 1912, 19, 12. 19, April 14th, 1912. There we go. It's like, there's a 14 in there somewhere. Speaking of comics, Free comic book day was last Saturday. For those of you who had no idea. I had an idea. (laughs) And you were there. I went to my comic shop. This is the same
1: yes. comic shop that I frequented when I was growing up and that. And it's one of those places I walk in and, and the owner, Randy, says, Mark, and I, Randy, how you doing? And yeah, <laughs> I, I walked in there and I, I got my free comics. And, and of course, I didn't want to just go in there and grab up a bunch of free comics and leave. So I bought a couple there while, you know, just oh, good. help help support the place. So sure. So but which ones uh, did you get? They were letting us pick five. There was a whole oh, slew nice. of them, but we were allowed to pick five. So I picked up uh, Secret Empire, Wonder Woman, just because the movie's coming up. I had to pick up Star Trek. Oh, next, man. It's uh, the next generation. I picked up Doctor Who, and being aware I am, I picked up Captain Canuck because, hey, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Canadian.
0: Nice. We could only get three. So each of us was like, okay, you pick this, you pick this, and then we'll just all read them, you know but that was definitely one of them that got picked up was the, the captain Canuck. So that's awesome. <laughs> the three I got was I, I got a guardians one, which it was interesting. Cause I thought, well, I'll read this. And the guy's like, great choice. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Then I also got wonder woman and I got the catalyst prime, which looked very fascinating to me. My friend did get the star Trek one, which I've already read. And I'm now like waiting for the next one. Dang it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also a star Wars, uh, It's a Marvel Star Wars. It's Darth Vader and Dr. Afra, And I am not familiar with this crossover. So I'm going to read it and see what happens. But uh, dude, how dare them? How dare them give us these free comics that have cliffhangers in them? I know. I
1: mean, what's the, what's the point with that? I mean, now we're going to have to go back and buy comics.
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's almost like freemium, you know, it's like bait and sweat. Oh, (laughs) those little jerks. So here's something interesting in that Star Trek comic. You'll see this, but there is a little thing in there that shows a Star Trek crossover with the Green Lantern that they're doing a comic series on that. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's fascinating to me, which, by the way, I think that's awesome. How many times have we always wanted to say, let's do crossovers, but I never seen anything like that actually happen.
1: I'm on the page right now. Star Trek, Green Lantern, Stranger Worlds. That is awesome.
0: I know. It's like, thank you for doing something so out there. Oh, I love it. So speaking of that, at the free comic book day, our comic book store is awesome. Like they've grown, they've got a coffee shop in there now, and they also have like a bunch of game rooms. And so they had vendors that were set up as well. So it was almost like Mm -hmm. going to like a miniature comic con. It was pretty cool. But the, one of the vendors in there was, he's an artist and he's doing his thing. And I looked down and I'm going, Oh, no way. And so, for you nerds, okay, it was the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars as the saucer for the USS Enterprise. Does that oh, make sense? Nice. I wish I would have taken a picture, but it was amazing. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, wait, that's the Enterprise with the Millennium Falcon saucer. Wait, what? I'm like, this is awesome. And the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, I drew that to piss my friend off. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, this friend legitimately believes that you cannot be a star Trek and a star Wars fan. You have to pick uh, one. And I'm no like, way. well, that guy hasn't met any of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I want that picture. I wonder if I can find him.
1: We didn't have that, but we had one awesome cosplayer. She was dressed as Psylocke from the X-Men Ooh, and nice. man, did she ever look like her? Like she was a, an Asian girl, like naturally mm-hmm. and man, the costume was dead
0: on. And uh, yeah, yeah, great job there that's beautiful you know, uh, we didn't have any cosplayers i was really disappointed oh well saturday fun times oh speaking of that I, w- I was wondering about this 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 would be a great cosplay idea you know when the store or the restaurant and all that says like no shirt no shoes no service mm-hmm. it never says anything about pants right so you know as podcasters we've always joked about mics on <laughs> pants off like right? we, we don't wear pants while we're on the mic because nobody can see us and Uh, Now, granted, I do, but I'm just—I didn't want to give anybody a a weird thought. Well, I don't. So So my theory is, is that all right? Let's go. We'll have our shirts on. We'll have our shoes on. I don't need pants. Go to a restaurant, have some food, and you know, go shopping. Go to the mall. Nothing there, right? (sighs) Boo! I wonder what they'd do. (laughs) You know, they'd be like, um, "Sir, sir, uh, indecent exposure." Like, hey, there's no sign about pants here. I don't know. I just, yeah, it's a cosplay idea for some of you. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of the weekend, man, I got to tell you what, this is funny. I've talked about the whole rest thing, you know, which you've heard. Mm -hmm. And I finally was able to let down over the weekend. It was very, very interesting, more than I have in a long time. You know, sometimes you take a day off and you do that. But this time I was just like, whoa, I am really relaxed. And it is so amazing to me that. When I rest, when I relax, I get this renewed perspective that I somehow conveniently forget about all of the time. And you start to go, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm seeing beyond my circumstances and my busyness and all of the tasks and responsibilities that we all have. And I'm just like, oh, look, the trees are green and and it's raining. And wow, the sun, you know, or whatever. It's just a beautiful, I'm smelling. Like the lilacs when I ride my bike, I'm like, what was that? Oh, that was a lilac. Oh, I, I, you know what I mean? Like you just notice Mm -hmm. things Yeah. and I'm going to be talking about dominating your circumstances in an upcoming episode, but man, this was just a, I want to like beat myself up for not remembering this on a day-to-day basis because it was like the weekend. Oh yeah. And then Monday, boom, right back to the grind. And then I'm like, what, what am I, ah, you know, the real Brian beats himself up. Yeah. So, um, man. You want want to try something, Brian?
1: Okay. Next time you're feeling, I don't know, overwhelmed or your mind is racing a mile a minute and you're just not sure what to do, you don't know how to make a decision, go someplace in your house and assume a position that is out of the ordinary. Like, example, if you have stairs in your house go lie down in your stairs and just look around. You'll see it's a perspective you've never seen before of your house or or it could be anywhere. If you don't have stairs, find a place like, go into your laundry room and lie down on the floor and just look around. You've never seen your laundry room from that angle. And it does some strange things to your mind. It's what This is one of the tricks, being a creative, I'm a graphic designer. It's one of the tricks I learned long ago that whenever you're having trouble and you're in a creative slump, you give your mind something different to think about and one way of doing it is giving your mind a perspective on something familiar that they've never seen before so i've done this before where i've just gone and i've lied down in my stairs and just looked up at the ceiling and it you know i've never seen the house from that angle before and you don't think about it you just look and all of a sudden your mind will start Churning and clearing up, and all of a sudden, you'll start seeing things in new perspectives. And it's a great way, if you're a creative person, of rejuvenating those creative juices is new perspective. So, just and it's looking at something familiar in a way you've never looked at it before, like from a and literally from
0: an angle or a perspective you've never looked at it before. I love that. That is fantastic. I've never thought about that. You know, it's interesting when I was a kid. I would take a mirror and I would walk around and I would look at the mirror. So it looked like I was walking on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and I've done that. Yeah. Oh, and and I never even, I haven't thought about that since I was a kid and I'm like, oh man, but talk about getting a different perspective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh my gosh. I I like that idea. Oh, you know, you could even do this. You could put like a a short green alien on your feet and stand on one hand upside down um, and then try to move a rock with your mind and you'll see a really cool perspective. You would. Yeah. That would work. Yes. Yeah. No. For sure. I. That's a really good point, though. And I don't spend a lot of time like on the floor, for example. I used to when I was younger. I just don't as much anymore. And I think part of it is we don't have carpet. We've got the you know hardwood laminate. Um. <laughs> but sometimes it's like, hey, you know, our dog's hanging out. She's got a nice little. I'll just go lay on her bed, man. It's like look up around. No, oh, that's interesting. You know. That's a good mm-hmm. point.
1: I like this. I'm gonna try that. Hey. As I said, from a creative pr- point of view, it works. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it works. Whenever I get into a slump, I'll do this. I'll just go whatever. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll go lie down on you know one of my my kids' beds or or, or something, just a, a different room, someplace I haven't been in or, or haven't looked at in a while, and just look around and not think of anything. You're just kind of soaking in. Would be the best way. Yeah, and it, it frees up your mind to start thinking and churning what's been bothering you or what's been holding you back. And next thing you know, your mind's freed up and all of a sudden you're, you're back to you've rejuvenated and, and you're able to, to work again. I'm
0: wondering if it's, you know, there's some science behind it about the, you know, creating new pathways in the brain. And Could be. a lot of times I know that they'll say that, you know, if you're doing the same thing over and over, this is like muscles, right? If you're going to the gym and you're doing the same exact weight workout, your muscles are going to get used to it and they're never going to grow. So you always are supposed to change things up so that your muscles are constantly kept guessing. Oh, well, I, I, I better defend against this next time because I don't know what mm-hmm. to expect. And I, I know it's the same way with brains. That's, they'll say this, that, you know, as you get older, that you should be doing stuff like uh su, was It was sudoku sudoku, sudoku. sudoku. I can't even say the word Sudoku. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I wasn't <Sudoku>. going to try. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway, you're supposed to do things like that. Now, granted, I'm terrible with numbers, but, Point being doing things like that that cause you to create those new pathways to think beyond the norm. Uh Yeah, I, oh man. See, that's honestly, that's why I love gaming because it presents me with different challenges and that's one reason and I've talked about this with overwatch. I'm not a huge PVP person normally, but that's the one thing that I love about overwatch is the PVP engine in that because I cannot guess what the person's going to do. You know, with an, with an AI, it's predictable most of the time. Their fight patterns are predictable. With a person, it's always different. And so I'm always having to compensate and adapt. And I, I think there's something to be said about that, you know, with your brain pathways and everything. And just like the perspective in the rooms. I used to think about that
1: whenever, not with video games, but I was really heavy into Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. And both sides of the table. I was a dungeon master as well as a player. And uh, I played with the same group, actually. You know, I still... I don't play, but maybe once a year, the same group that I started playing in high school with, we still get together on a, at least an annual basis to play. But when we used to come up with ideas, like as a dungeon master, I used to come up with all these ideas and it was fascinating to see you expect people to act or react in a certain way, but they would come out with all sorts of creative ways to kind of get by the traps or the, the mysteries or the puzzles that you would throw at them. And sometimes they would come at you in a way that you weren't expecting and you just have to say like, wow, okay, I give that to you. I never thought of that or vice versa. It was fun on the other side of the table to come up with these intricate ways to defeat your your dungeon master because of these traps and these puzzles and these things and come up with you kind of figure out, okay, he thinks I'm going to do this. But you know what? maybe we'll try something different that's still within the rules of the game and get by. And I used to love the game playing Dungeons and Dragons for
0: that aspect. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love those different perspectives and those. those, it really does keep you creative. And I think a lot of people, I know I've experienced this too, you know, you get a little older and things aren't, you don't, what's the word? You don't really go after your imagination as much as you used to, right? And Mm -hmm. so I think that coupled with complications in life. I mean, complications like we, we overwhelm our lives. We complicate our lives in ways we don't need to. I think that kills so much. And uh, so keeping creative and, and, and keeping perspectives. And then also, you know, I've been, my gosh, I've had so many conversations with people about simplifying and not intentionally. Like these are just random conversations and I'm going, Oh my gosh, this here's another person that's simplifying and here's why. And, Oh my God, it's just unbelievable. And in fact, I uh I've got a friend right now who, you know, dealing with some things in life, has gone through some tough stuff, you know, and just said, you know what? I'm gonna sell most of my stuff. I don't have anything tying me down right now. I'm gonna simplify and I'm gonna move to Hawaii. And wow. I'm just going, oh my gosh, this is so inspirational right now. For for some reason, it's so inspirational. And it's not the act of necessarily I mean, like, I would love to go to Hawaii and I've never been there and I want to visit, but it wasn't that it was beyond going to Hawaii. It was the idea of not being tied down by so much. Mm-hmm. I think that was so attractive to me and and I've seen, you know, both sides of it. I've seen the, the sides where it's like, Oh, I have all this. I have to keep doing this. You know, I mean, how many times have we talked about with, with business, you know, well, people expect me to keep doing this. So I have to do this or, you know, you, you've got uh, too big of a home or too many nice cars or, you know, whatever. I've got a new boat or, okay, well I have that. So I have to keep working. I have to keep doing this. I'm, I'm a quote slave to this or whatever it is, you know? And so I'm, I'm seeing these people who are freeing themselves of those chains essentially and being allowed to live. Now granted, it's not to say they're not going to have troubles and bad circumstances in their life, but it's just freeing some of those chains that we really don't need on us. And I don't know. It was very, it was inspiring and it was freeing to me. And then mm-hmm. also hearing what you're talking about, you know, with, uh, uh, you know, with what you do with Dungeons and Dragons and with the creativity and with the perspectives and all that, I'm just like, hmm, here are some good secrets right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, not to the extent of selling
1: everything and moving to Hawaii, but my family, we had a camper. We were big campers for years. We would go camping and I had a 28 foot travel trailer that uh, we went everywhere with. And then the beginning of last summer, first of all, my son moved off to university and my daughter was never, it was usually my wife, my son and I were big campers. My daughter just tagged along because we were family. So when it was just her, we decided we weren't really using it. And it was one of those things, whenever we wanted to make a holiday, we said, well, we've got this trailer and we were paying monthly for it. So we were saying, we we have to go camping because we have this trailer. And we felt guilty if we did anything that wasn't involving camping. And then finally we sold the camper just because we realized we weren't using it as much as we wanted to. And it freed us up so much that now when we want to do a holiday, if we want to go away for a weekend, we can do whatever we want. We're not limited by, Oh, we have this camper that we were paying for. So we better use it. And uh, yeah. it
0: is, it's very liberating. <laughs> you know, it, it's even as simple as, you know, like you said, you've got the camper, you feel like you got to use it. It's as simple as subscription monthly subscription games. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, like, you know, going back to playing star Wars, cause I wanted to see the story. I now have a new hatred for subscription based games now because it makes me feel like I have to play this game and I can't go to some other game or maybe I don't want a game tonight or whatever. I feel like I got to get my money's worth mm. and I, you know what? It's like, let me buy the game and just play it whenever I want and as much yeah. as I want or as much as I not want. And I, yeah, So, but it's interesting because when I <laughs> I mean, we're talking, that's a subscription, right? No big deal. It's really not that big of a deal at all. But eliminating that, when I got done, I was like, oh, I feel free. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm like, wait well, a minute, what? Yeah. Well, that's how I felt with World of Warcraft. I mentioned at the beginning how I was addicted to that. Well, we had one account and we were sharing it between my son and I. He would play like during whatever his time. And when he would go to bed, I would get on or I would play during when I should be working business hours and we were playing but at one point my son said you know i'm done i don't want to play world of warcraft anymore says i don't care about the the subscription uh you know if you want to cancel it and then i realized well you know i was paying because my son wanted it and i was the one playing it more but then i realized okay at this point he's not playing anymore now it's all on me i'm paying for it and i just decided that at that point that okay let's cancel this subscription and see what happens. And you know what, it, it, there was no harm, no foul, no, you know, I, I canceled the subscription and I, I've never played again and I went from being obsessed with the game to, yeah, oh well, I don't have it anymore so I'll find something else to do and again, it was liberating.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, like more doesn't equal happier by any means and and I it's funny to say that because I know that, shoot, I've been in the, in the industries, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, you got to make enough, you know, I got to make more money or whatever and here's the thing, I hear people that say I need to make enough money so that I'm not struggling and that I can pay my bills and that I can, you know, save and invest properly. But other than that, any more than that is not necessary per se. And, and I've heard this more recently than I've ever heard before, because I think there was a big movement to make more money and to have financial freedom. But now I'm hearing people are saying that that actually doesn't equal freedom it may equal financial freedom in in some ways, but then again, it may not because you may end up, you know, spending more and that's exactly. Yeah. So it's like, that's exactly what happens. You You end end up up spending more. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's crazy. And I think in some ways there are some needs, right? So your, your car's breaking down. Okay, fine. It's okay to get a new car kind of thing, but some people, they buy more than they should, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I get it. I mean, I, I see the allure. I mean, I'm looking right now, I'm looking outside the window of the studio and I see an Audi and I see a sweet truck and I'm thinking, man, and I'm going, no, (laughs) no, I don't need that. You know, I talked about wanting a Tesla when I was doing profit cast and it wasn't to have a Tesla. It was to say anything's possible. And now I'm going, dude, I've got a Subaru Forester, which is a fraction of the cost of a Tesla. And I know some people are like, oh, you drive a Subaru. Uh, Well, first of all, I'm in Colorado. Everybody does. (laughs) but it fits my six foot four frame nicely Mm -hmm. and it has better clearance than my Jeep grand Cherokee did my 98, you know? So it's like, it's a great car. It's functional. It does what it needs to do. It's comfortable. It's safe. And it's, you know, it's rated to last a while. I don't care if I got a Tesla or not, but it took me a while to get there. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to be like, I hear you, you." but I I mean, I know it's a struggle. It's kind of like, you know, Oh, I wanted to switch. Oh yeah, I wanted to switch, you know, and I'm like, Oh, I got a switch. Well, I'm excited. I'm happy about it, but it's not a complicated thing. I've had other things where I'm like, I want to get that. And I'm like, no, I got to say no to this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I you, do. I do. Somebody, I, I think it was uh, well, there were a couple people that said this, but I'm pretty sure miss ice said this. She was one of the people that she would rather spend her hard earned money on experiences and experiences with others. I'm pretty sure she was one of the people that said this, and I love that, and that's something that Sarah and I have really adopted as well, is to say, let's spend less on things and let's spend more on experiences. You know, let's go on more dates. Let's sample foods we've never sampled. Let's go places. Let's see things. Let's visit people, you know, stuff like that. Of course, some of those things are a little more expensive than, <laughs> you know, than buying like a Switch or whatever, but that's my idea. And, you know, of course, as everyone knows here on the show, one of my favorite things is to try foods and, and fun like coffee and tea drinks and other things like that. And you mentioned this, I think, over Christmas maybe. Mm-hmm. I've got to hear this more, though. Talk about this drink. It was my daughter that turned me on to this. We
1: have a chain here in Canada. Actually, they've, they've branched off into the States. It's a chain called Tim Hortons. It's a staple for Canada. Uh, I mean, everybody in Canada knows what Tim Hortons is. It's kind of your, your donut, coffee, deli shop. Even if you go overseas where they have military bases, military bases in faraway lands. will have a Tim Horton set up just so the Canadian soldiers will get a piece of home. Well, anyways, this place, they just recently started with white hot chocolate. They've always had a hot chocolate. I'm not a coffee drinker, Brian. Sorry, don't hold it against me, but it's okay. I don't like coffee. I understand. Um, but I love my hot chocolate. And I'll go for like anywhere that has like a specialty hot chocolate, I have to try it. Well, this is it's a good hot chocolate they have, but then they introduced this white hot chocolate. And I've always been a fan of white chocolate. So I loved it. And then one day my daughter came home and she says, have you ever tried a white hot chocolate with an apple cinnamon tea bag in it? Hmm. And I said, you put tea in your hot chocolate? She goes, yeah, somebody told me about it and I tried it and it was really good, you should. So the next time I went by the drive-through, I kind of went, yeah, do I really, I love their hot chocolate, do I really want to try it? So I said, okay, let's give it a try. I ordered it, white hot chocolate with an apple cinnamon tea bag and oh, Brian, was it ever good. So now, did they put the tea bag in it or did you put it in? They did. It's it's like you can order an apple cinnamon tea. Well, all you do is you say, I want a hot chocolate or white hot chocolate and throw a teabag. They charge you whatever, an extra 30 cents for the teabag. Mm. And they put it in your white hot chocolate and then you you just drink it in. I don't like steep it for like three minutes. I just leave it in there the entire time until the hot chocolate's gone. So and it's just uh,
0: basically sitting in there with the milk and the chocolate and everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay, But it creates Ooh. this different flavor that is just, now I did try it for the fun of it. Once I tried that one, I says, well, let me try. They have like a mint and different, because I, I love mint hot chocolate. Um, but it just didn't do the same thing. The apple cinnamon one was the one that was really good.
0: Now, does it need to be apple cinnamon with the white chocolate or could it be a regular hot chocolate, dark chocolate, something like that?
1: Uh, To be honest, I've never tried it without. I tried it with the white. I loved it and I've I've gone back and that's the one I get now.
0: (laughs) So now like there's, you know, celestial seasonings, for example, has that apple cinnamon tea. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. By the way, if you ever make an iced tea, do black tea and then throw some of that apple cinnamon, you know, in there. Oh my gosh, that's a beautifully fresh iced tea for the summer. It's awesome. So yeah, so just something like that is what you're saying, or is a yeah. stronger cinnamon? Um, because that's a pretty light cinnamon. That apple cinnamon they have.
1: Yeah, I'm not an expert on cinnamon to to tell you if it's a light or a strong. Does but, it burn or not?
0: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: It's hard, You know what? I, I it's hard to tell yeah. in the hot chocolate. Okay. If it does, I don't know if I tried the the tea. If it, no, I don't think it would. Okay. Uh, it's probably a lighter cinnamon.
0: Okay, well, you know what that'd be good to experiment because I've got some uh, like for example, I've got this tea from our local tea shop. It's a rooibos tea, but it has the cinnamon and then the orange oil and orange peel in it. And so Mm. I let it steep for like 30 40 minutes because I've got an insulated tea thing and oh my gosh, I mean it when you drink it, it's like the cinnamon's burning, but not in a bad way like it doesn't hurt. It's just like that. Oh, glorious that could be good or it could be overpowering. And so maybe doing more like an apple cinnamon that you can taste the cinnamon and the apple and everything, but it's not that burn. That Mm -hmm. would be worth an experiment. Yeah. Hmm, They
1: just opened up a new shop at the mall here. It's a chain. I don't know if it's in the U S or if it's just Canada, but it's a place called David's tea. Anyways, they opened up uh, in the mall here and I went in there the other day for the first time, just thinking, okay, I'll go get a new tea. I was so overwhelmed with all the different things that I ended up walking out of there with nothing because I just didn't know what to buy. And I was, oh. I, I had a time, like I had a certain amount of time I had to be somewhere, so I ended up. I'll have to go back because there were just so many different flavors that looked so interesting that I couldn't decide. So,
0: that's but, uh, one thing I like about you know Happy Luckies. You know the the George I interviewed and we did that on the show yeah. here. And I know he talked about this, and this is something I've always experienced. You walk in. How are you? Can I help you find something? And, you know, now I don't need the help, but at the time, you know, I would be like, uh, yeah, sure. And they would say, like, what do you want? What, what do you like? What kind of teas do you like? Do you like black tea? Do you like, you know, red teas or green teas? You know, and at that point, somebody can say, oh, you know, I'm more of a typical here, but they really, really try to discern what it is you're actually saying, whether you know it or not, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. And then they'll pair you with certain teas and I, they've never been wrong. <laughs> so because so yeah, that's right. what I need, there's a hundred different you know selections and you're like, uh, I didn't, what's a, what's a purple tea? <laughs> yeah. No such thing. So but. <laughs> that's, that's what I need. Cause I don't need, I,
1: I've only started within the last couple of years drinking tea and I don't know enough about them to, yeah. to say whether, you know, a green, a black, a white or, or a purple or whatever which one I prefer so I really need somebody to come in to say okay here try this try this now okay now from there let's branch off and we'll figure out what T's are really for you
0: yeah that's awesome man well I would love to hear your experience when you do go back and see yeah, what they I'll do let you know yeah now now, I want
1: to ask you something. Sure. We were talking about apple cinnamon. Yes. My wife came across something here. She was going through Pinterest, and she's always looking for different recipes and stuff like this. She came across a Pinterest post, and we haven't tried this yet, but you know those Pillsbury cinnamon rolls that you buy and you bake them at home oh. in the oven? Oh, yes, I do very well. Mm. Well, she came across this recipe where some they, they say, you take these cinnamon rolls, and instead of putting them in a pan, you put them in a pan, but then you flatten them. You press them down, you flatten them out, And you make a pie crust out of them. And then you put apple pie filling in there. And then you put more Pillsbury cinnamon rolls on top to finish the crust. And you (sighs) bake it like that. So it's an apple pie made with Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. And oh, it's on our list. Going to the grocery store. I got to buy these things. I haven't tried it yet. But
0: oh, it looks so good. Dude, send me the recipe. (laughs) 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 Let's post it on the show. (laughs) This is awesome. You know, I... I have to be completely honest with those. I used to eat those for college. Uh, th- those would be like my Saturday, Sunday staples. Mm-hmm. I'd bake one and I'd eat, you know, sometimes an entire thing. I know now those are so not healthy for you. They are so oh, bad. No, they're it's not just all preservatives, but that is like the perfect cheat day morning breakfast or, or mm-hmm. no dessert. I know because it's going to be the apple pie. So yes. Oh gosh. Okay, please send that. <laughs> I've got to try this. <laughs> I love those things. They were the best. And then, so wait, you're supposed to to make it with the dough, but then you can put the the frost, oh, the frosting on top.
1: Yeah. So what they did is they took like, say you have the the dough, they cut it up. And so, you know, whenever you make them, you put the individual cinnamon rolls all next to each other and they they would kind of bake up into, uh, and then you would tear them apart. But what you would do is you would kind of cut them in half. And then when you put them in like you're baking cinnamon rolls, but then you would flatten them down before you cook them. So you're pressing them down and making a flat pie crust out of them. Then you'd put in the apple pie filling and and whatever, whether you bake your own apples or even if you took a can of apple pie filling. I know some people would say, oh, that's sacrilegious. But you put your, your apple pie filling in it and then you would take the rest of the cinnamon rolls, flatten them out again and, and make like strips. And you would do kind of the, the lattice work across it. Yeah. And okay. then then you cook the whole thing and because they're flattened uh, beforehand, they won't rise up as much. They still do rise, but not as much because you've really pressed them down. And uh, then once it comes out, you take the icing and you, you sprinkle it across the whole pie. And it, I, I tell you that the picture on it looked what well, the picture was good enough to eat. So oh,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. that just sounds amazing. I know Abel James would be so mad at me right now for even saying this, but <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> no, you know, what's, what's cool is, um you know, I talk about a lot of fun foods and, in fact, you know, he's going to be on the show. He's the fat burning man, wild yeah. diet guy. He's going to be on the show here soon. And he is a huge proponent in eating, you know, healthy foods that you love, but you know, he's okay with the cheat meal once in a while. And, and I've had the whole cheat day thing. And so, you know, we've talked about this, eat healthy, but eat the fricking cookie kind of thing. And so, you know, I'm a huge proponent for definitely choosing to eat as healthy as you can because it will change your life in so many ways. But at the same time, dude, things like this, Oh my gosh so excited i (laughs) can we just take a moment of silence for this real quick and yeah uh, okay that's wonderful thank you i I appreciate that (laughs) wow i tried something interesting the other day vietnamese coffee have you ever heard of that or had anything like that? Well, you don't well, drink coffee, so I, I don't. I don't I drink
1: coffee, it. but I've I've never heard of Vietnamese coffee. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and again, I'm not a coffee drinker. Sure. Coffee is Colombian. So. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Valdez. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's my extent. So Vietnamese? No, I didn't. Never heard of this.
0: Well, so here's an interesting thing, by the way, because I think it is funny that most people do think of like Colombia and, and some of that when you when you uh, when you drink coffee, but coffee is grown in many, 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 many parts of the world. And a lot of times people will say, I want a Sumatra roast. Well, first of all, Sumatra is an island in Indonesia, so it is not a roast. It is a region, and that is actually a region, a regional bean, for example. So when you hear a Sumatran bean, that means that is coffee grown on the island of Sumatra. Now, granted, Sumatra coffee is typically roasted darker because that's how it tastes the best which is why when people say I want a Sumatra roast, they're thinking a dark roast. So anyway, those are little things you learn, but I, you know, for example, have learned that, oh my gosh, they, they grow coffee in uh, like China. For example, I didn't know China had a lot of coffee come to find out. Most crappy coffee is from China and they have some (laughs) excellent coffee. That's not very common. So there's stuff like that. I've found coffee that is grown in other areas of the world that I didn't know was possible. I'm like, oh, see, you just never know. Vietnamese coffee. So this is actually a part uh, for anybody who knows coffee. There's two types of coffee beans. There's Arabica, Arabica, which is the good coffee. That's the quality coffee. That's what tastes good. That's what most coffee is. Then there's the Robusta coffee, which is the really crappy bean, but it has a lot of caffeine, but it tastes like crap. So a lot of times you'll hear super caffeinated coffees and they'll have Arabica and Robusta beans in them. And most of the time you can't taste really, a bad robusta flavor vietnamese coffee is the same way so it's a highly caffeinated coffee it's also the way they roast it and some other things so it has a unique flavor to it and then they brew it super super strong and then it's mixed with uh, at least this version was mixed with a uh, sweetened condensed milk but not too much because it's not overly sweet but it does have that that really creamy and, and sweet flavor to it and yeah. then they'll shake it in a cocktail shaker so that it doesn't water it down and then pour it out and it's cold so that was it was really good it's very very different not the kind of coffee I normally drink, but I thought it was fun. So is it a cold coffee? Well, it's usually a hot coffee, but I was like, let's do a cold since you guys have a cocktail shaker. That's the one thing that I wish coffee shops would invest in. There's a few that do this. They get a like alcoholic cocktail shaker and they'll take the coffee. They'll put it in there. They'll shake it up with the ice and pour it out without the ice Mm because iced coffees kill the flavor of coffee and they water it down too. So, like, when you get an iced coffee that has a bunch of ice in it, one, you're getting less liquid, so you're totally getting screwed. Ask for light ice, by the way, or no ice. And two, if they would shake it up like that, you'd lose none of the flavor and it doesn't water it down. Mm, Interesting. So that's something I wish they, but, you know, they don't make as much money that way. They can make more money by charging you for mostly ice. Yeah. Jerks. (laughs) (sighs) anyway that's that's what it is but uh, hey another thing uh, Sarah while we're on the topic of food here Sarah makes these awesome muffins and and I I don't exactly know what's all in them but they're they're called the morning maple muffins but oh my gosh it's another unhealthy thing but here's a healthy thing that we've been doing spaghetti with see I actually been liking spaghetti now with chicken instead of beef Mm -hmm. which I for some reason I don't know I like it better and then we're trying some different noodles because you know you can have your typical wheat noodles I actually love rice noodles oh my gosh they're so good she did one oh my gosh i totally forgot what it was now chickpea or something like that we've had some that are like bean sprouts which actually Mm. those are really cool they look like angel hair pasta but they're clear but they taste great so just little fun things we're trying in here to have i love spaghetti but I'm really trying to be careful about how much wheat that I ingest just because of knowing (laughs) where the wheat's coming from. It's like, yeah, I can't, can't be eating that as much anymore, even though I love bread, but anyway, tender, flavorful, amazing. We love making fun things. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love eating. I love eating the good things. Oh, me, me too. Oh, (laughs) I was talking about something recently and I'm like, you know, something about life's great, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And I said, and, and also I just love food. Oh, that's what it was. I, I was interviewed. That's right. I, I was talking about my story of my back on, on a, uh, my PT's podcast mm-hmm. and they were saying something like what motivated you, you know, to, to get up and keep going. And cause you know, I could, I couldn't walk for a long time. It's part of the story. And I was talking about a bunch of serious things. And then I said, you know, because I love food, I'm not ready to die. <laughs> <laughs> I got more food to try anyway. So let me ask you this TV shows. You are someone who is uh, well-versed in TV shows. Any recommendations right now for me? I'll tell oh, you who's saying it, but. Well, yeah, The Expanse, which I know you haven't.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> I know it's on no, my list. Yeah, I, I do an Expanse podcast, so I have to mention that one. Of course. But. Uh, well, um, where do we find that, by the way? To be honest, I, I don't know. In, in Canada here, I know it's available on Crave TV. I don't know where about you in the States. So. No, your podcast. Oh, my podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, sorry, I thought you meant The Expanse. You can get that on uh, Amazon. Is it on Amazon? It? It's on yeah. Amazon Prime.
1: My podcast for The Expanse, you can find all my TV show podcasts at solotalkmedia.com. And uh, I just wrapped up The Expanse. I'm getting ready to start up the final season of Orphan Black. And just a few weeks after that, Killjoys season three. So, Woo! yeah. All right. Lots of fun with those. But... Uh, TV shows, you know one that I really got into recently and it, it was one that came out in the States a while back, but it just hit uh, Crave TV here on Canada. Crave TV is a um, like a streaming, it's like a Netflix, but it's uh, put out by one of the Canadian companies here. And it's uh, the series Bosch. Oh, Have you yeah. ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. Great series. I read the books. They're based on uh, Michael Connelly books from I, I read the books dating back to I think he started in the late 80s and uh, I read almost all the books that have the character Harry Bosch in them so when the TV show I first heard about it, I thought wow this sounds really good but it was on I think it's Amazon video is what it is in the US and we don't get that here in Canada so I couldn't watch it but then it showed up on on this Crave TV so I watched season one as uh, season three just dropped I haven't watched season two or, thre- or three yet I just watched season one and it is a really, really good show. If you like police dramas, they're not procedurals. It's not a, a crime of the week. It's the entire season is covering the investigation of one crime. And that's cool. The characters are really well written. Very believable. Like, you know, it, it's not like everybody's getting along. They they have issues. The police don't just have one case. Like, you know, he's trying to solve one major case, the theme of the season, but he also has to deal with all his other cases that he has like it's it's not like your typical top sh- uh, cop show where they have one case and that's all they're working on so uh, very very well written very well done and uh, i love the character from the books and and they did a really good job in the tv show modernizing him too as well because of course nice. of course in the books you know he started back in the 80s where there was no internet there was no cell phones
0: and stuff like that but good, okay, so Bosch- good series. Bosch and the expanse are okay. Good. And you know, it's, that's interesting because they're actually both on Amazon prime. I know that because I was actually looking around and I, I saw the expanse was there at one point and then I saw this, this whole Bosch thing and I'm like, Oh, that looks interesting. What's this about? And I was reading about it and I was wondering, so that's, that's good to know. All right. I have two yeah. ideas now because I was starting to run out of uh, a, c- a couple of, which is fine, right? I go in spurts with shows and I like to really kind of dive into one thing and enjoy it for a while. And but yeah, we are looking for some, some cool options. So, Cool. All right. I appreciate that. Uh, it's not, it's not the typical sci-fi geeky type stuff that uh,
1: you know, like Shannara Chronicles oh, or, or yeah. whatever those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a good, if you're, if you like police type stuff, it's a good show.
0: Well, I loved white collar, you know, we both did. So that was, that yeah. was really cool. And and no, it's not sci-fi geeky, although it was, it's just a fantastic show. So once in a while, it's nice. Again, we got to create new pathways. Exactly. <laughs> Expand your horizons. So I, I've got to talk about this because we're running out of time, but, you brought this up in the, uh, the real Brian show Facebook group and I, Oh my gosh, I got kind of uh, fired up about this and I, I think it's important to bring up and I'm sure we're probably all on the same page here, but I thought it was interesting and this happened of course in your home country. It did the, uh, yeah, yeah. And this is crazy. And now granted I expect it to start happening here. You know, stuff so you just never know. But anyway, this, some of you've already heard about this, but a guy, was a Star Trek fan driving out driving around with a license plate that said assimilate and of course it was written like a s i m i l and then the number eight which of course for any of the nerds and the geeks and the Star Trek fans and all that here we totally totally know that that's a Star Trek reference, right so his yeah. little license plate frame also said, you know we are the Borg resistance is futile and it said assimilate duh it's mm-hmm. a Star Trek reference. So apparently, and I don't know Canadian history personally, so you can enlighten us if you want on this one. But do you know a little bit about the idea of, of the indigenous peoples? Is that, do you know anything well, I mean, about that?
1: It, it, I mean, Brian, it's no different Canada or, or US. I mean, there was indigenous people here before sure. and Europeans came over. And what they're saying is that these people were assimilated into our culture so this license plate is now offensive Ugh. to the indigenous people of they're saying the indigenous people of Canada. But I suppose it would be no different in the U.S. because there were, you know, we call them Native Americans. Well, those Native Americans are the indigenous people. And they're saying yep. that this assimilate license plate is offensive to them because they were forced to assimilate into
0: the European culture that came over here. Let me just ask one question here that this may this may honestly offend some people but let me ask you this today in 2017 were any of these people recently assimilated into the canadian culture i mean maybe Recent? they were yeah recently like we're talking in the last few years or was this something that happened hundreds of years ago okay um very brief i don't want to get political here but oh, that's fine. not that not
1: that it was happening recently but a lot of stuff has recently come to light where a lot of cruelty against the indigenous people to try to get them to conform, where they, mm. we, it was actually discovered there was a school someplace in northern Canada where kids were sent in order to teach them not to be the Native American, for lack of a better word. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and um, it, it was quite a cruel. And the Canadian government has, has since... Uh, they've apologized for for what happened and they've actually compensated families and relatives for some of the stuff that, that happened. But, I mean, it's very yeah. similar to, you know, some of the stuff that happened in the, the U.S. when you talk about, you know, uh, the, the Japanese citizens after the, the war and what happened mm-hmm. with some of the Japanese people. Yeah. So, very similar type things. So, yeah. a lot yeah. of that has come to light recently. So, in some way, no, no nothing's been assimilated in the last hundred or so years,
0: but they they're saying it is offensive. See, and so and, yeah, this is where I, and, and I, I to, know I have to step back and say like enough with the PC crap. I mean, this is getting, I, ridiculous. Agree. And, and, I agree, but at the same time, there is a truth here, right? The truth is people were treated horrifyingly Did I just make up a word? Anyway, they were treated badly. They were treated. I mean, in, in ex- just terrible, terrible ways, right? We did the same thing here in the U S yes. I was not born then. In fact, none of my well, I don't think any of my ancestors had any part in that. So it's like, well, shoot, you know, I I wasn't a part of that. In fact, my family came after all of the initial slavery happened here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like any of the slavery that you hear about, my family came like a hundred years later. So I shoot, I you know, I didn't I didn't participate in that. I don't identify with that. I don't do that to people, but I know it's happened. And so I think that. Where we need to say is when you say, well, like all Americans, you know, did this to people, well, that's crap or all Canadians, you know, did this to the indigenous people way too overgeneralized. This is where it becomes a problem and it's like here is some dude who is a freaking Star Trek fan who loves the and I think it's hilarious. You will be assimilated resistance is futile. We are the Borg. Dude, it's sci-fi. It has nothing to do with Canadian culture. It was written in the United States by United States writers and producers. Who cares, right? It's like this was in the Delta Quadrant. This isn't even about Earth. It's Mm -hmm. funny, and I think it's hilarious, and I really get tired of people saying, well, that offends us. Well, this has nothing to do with you. And the worst thing is, is he had this license plate
1: on his car for over two years before it was his, and it was not actually the license bureau that went after him it was his insurance company his insurance company came after him and said that they had heard some complaints yeah i don't know how this came about we didn't get that part of the story how his insurance company got involved with this and and who complained but they're the ones that said they would not renew his insurance because of that and then they brought it to light and then the ministry of transportation got involved and says oh yeah we don't know how that got through the system that you know that that never should have made it through there's a but there's a list of
0: offensive words that you can't use but assimilate really yeah really well and you know somebody brought this up in in conversation i really appreciated this because i thought it was a fair point if you know this person had been going around with a license plate or something that had said like we are the canadians and all indigenous people will be assimilated resistance is futile that's a very different message Mm -hmm. that is an attack that is an offensive message right that's a different story And I just, I I mean, I see this all the time where like somebody, uh, there was another example. Oh my gosh. Uh, And it was the guy's last name. It was in the same article. His name was grabber. Yeah, but it's a Grubhar, from, or something like that. It's a Scandinavian name or something like that. And he put his last name on the license plate and he's driving around, but people were saying, well, that says grab her. And so they got all offended. Oh my gosh, this guy's a pervert. And they threw him under the bus and forced him to read. It's like, it's my last name. Come on, people. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, for that, I feel like I need to interview Herbert from the family guy here on the show just to rock the boat. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, you know, I think everybody knows on this show how much that I promote and I will stand behind people and I will defend people to respect and value and love each other. Absolutely wholehearted. Like that, that's where I come from. But this politically Mm -hmm. correct crap is pissing me off. It's Mm -hmm. piss. It's not political. Correctness is not based on respect and value. It's based on being right. And I I got a real problem with it. So
1: in a way, stand behind that. (laughs) In a way, this whole political correctness part is, is kind of almost reverse bullying. This few bullying the many. And that's
0: exactly what it is. Yeah. You know, I love that. It's that's exactly what it is. You're right. Somebody bullied somebody at some time. And in this case, they're talking about, you know, the indigenous people who were bullied, you know, I don't know, however many hundred years ago. And now they're coming back later and saying, well, you know, that's not okay. So we're going to reverse bully you. And, and of course they don't see it that way. They're seeing it as you need to respect us because we were hurt. Uh, And it's the same kind of thing. I'm fact, I've had how many conversations with this that we had with people, you know, you get into an argument And somebody says something that's hurtful and you have a choice. They might've bullied you. So you can choose to diffuse the situation and realize maybe that person's hurting. Maybe I did do something to them. Let's talk this through like mature adults and let's try to find a common solution here or well, they bullied me. So I'm going to one up them. What are you doing? You're reverse bullying them. Mm -hmm. This doesn't work. I mean, it does. You do whatever you want. That's why wars start. That's why people fight. I loved it. I was talking to somebody recently and they said, if you want a fight, all you have to do is go ask for one <laughs> and you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it is so true. Oh no. I, and I'm glad we talked. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's stuff like that. I'm, we're never going to fix the world, but we've solved the world's problems. We, we've done that much at least, but I, I do like the fact that we can talk about this kind of stuff because I'm I'm really trying to challenge people to think beyond the, Eggshells, if you know what I mean. I let's do. let's look beyond that. Let's value and respect and love each other and let's stop trying to pander to each other's insecurities. Maybe that's the best way to put it. I don't here, know. Here. Is that mean? <laughs> no. Not mean. No. Okay. We'll go with it. Well, Wraith, I wish we could keep talking. I know we have more to talk about, but it is uh it is that time. Hey. And there's always another time, eh? That's right. And as you know, uh, you know what the music means, so <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for joining me though. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Oh, it, it. was. Uh, I loved being here, Brian. Thanks. We will have you back again. So uh, yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for making our lives better by being here on The Real Brian Show. Show.com. <laughs> Links in the show notes. Go check out Mark's work and his podcasts and everything. Have a beautiful weekend. The Wraith and The Real Brian. Send it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.